Welcome to Sermon Q&A. Pastor Michael here with you. I'm in the studio with Pastor Craig and Pastor Alex on May 22nd, 2022. Uh, we preached the last sermon of our Jesus Is series. It, is Jesus? No, Jesus is Jesus the bread of life. So Pastor Alex, my, my question for you is, so how does communion help me spiritually? Now, I want to be really, really clear because the text has nothing to do with communion right. whatsoever it does right. not. That's in correct. any way. But yes. um, we had to address this because... I mean, yeah. so many for almost 2000 you years. You can't read the, the text without thinking about communion because people have, you know. Yeah. If you come from a Catholic background that, yeah. or a Lutheran background or an Orthodox background, I mean. Because you like, see yeah, that. Right. Because Jesus yeah. says, I'm the bread of life. You have yeah. to eat of me and right. drink yeah. my blood, yeah. eat my flesh. Right. And yes. so, yeah. yeah, it's it's easy to read into it. It's but nobody that, that was there at yeah. that time understood was Jesus. thinking of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So put all that aside. Right. Communion, we want to re-clarify, yes. it is about remembering. Okay, Correct. but if it doesn't save me, yeah. and if I'm not, I don't know how to say this, eating the body and blood of Jesus in one way or another, yeah. what's the point? Why does it matter? Yeah. Why does so, it matter? So there are two ways that it helps us. Uh, there's the kind of the literal way, and then f- drawn out from that, there is there are the implications of the literal way that it helps us. The literal way that it helps us is the way that Jesus says that it helps us. He says, do this in remembrance of ridiculous, me. right? Ridiculous. It's, isn't that out of control? <laughs> right. So, uh, so it's a it's a memorial, right? And actually, there are patterns all through Scripture where people are setting up memorials, like yeah. God is setting up memorials yeah. for His people, right? And it's also just to tack on this: yes. for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim. You proclaim. It's a it's an active yeah. proclamation yep, at the yep. same time. That's really proclaim helpful. Proclaim the Lord's yeah, death good. until which, it comes. Which is what yeah. memorials do: they proclaim the faithfulness yes, of God. Yes, uh, yeah, and um, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, so uh, like Passover, it did. Two Two things at the same time. The first thing it did is it helped the the Jewish people remember. But Passover itself was a proclamation mm-hmm. of God's delivering yeah. act of them out of. It was Egypt, also a type right? shadow and sign that pointed to something. Pointed, yes, it, it wasn't coming, the right? point. Yeah. It was always about sorry, right. Israel. Moving forward, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Apparently, we have a lot to say. We have a lot to say about sorry, that. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you go, yes. please. <laughs> you go ahead and answer. That. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so we're clear that it's a memorial. I'm glad we figured that out. But then there are implications of mm. kind of this literally what Jesus says it is. Right. So. Um, what you memorialize has identity shaping powers for you. Ooh, drop yeah. the mic. So, so um, you know, here are here's some examples of how that works. First of all, like the more you memorialize this thing, you are going to be more grounded in the good news that the only thing that secures your identity is the blood of mm-hmm. Jesus, right? The, the death of Jesus for your sins mm-hmm. is securing to your identity. Uh, you are, every time you take communion, presented with an opportunity to examine yourself mm-hmm. and repent of sin, Which right? Is good. It's a good thing to do, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Maybe transforming. <laughs> right? How about yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Um, you get uh, an opportunity because we we do this when we gather together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we get an opportunity to recognize what it is that unites us as the church. And here's the reality. We're all coming together out of various backgrounds and socioeconomic statuses. And no matter what the world might say our status is, based on where we come from or anything Mm. like that doesn't matter because at the cross, the cross is the great equalizer, right? We all come and receive the same thing, right? We're receiving the forgiveness through Jesus's blood, through his death, right? It took the same thing to get us this gift into heaven Mm. and relationship with God, right? So we remember that that is the thing that unites us. We get to, so the word Eucharist, it literally means to be grateful, mm-hmm. right? It is an, uh, it, we're just practice mm-hmm. being grateful over and over again. We have this rhythm of gratefulness to recognize the most significant gift that we've been given. And then finally, um, 
we build into ourselves. I love the idea of rhythms. Like we, mm. we practice rhythms to get ourselves used to operating in certain ways. And communion provides us a rhythm of responding to Jesus's invitation time and time again to remember and memorialize <clears throat> these yep. things. So, so here's a question for debate because this, you know, comes up, uh, we talk about different kinds of nourishment, right? So we're not feeding on Jesus's literal blood and body, right? We figured that Correct, out and, yeah. uh, it's not like kind of in with and under, right? It's not the presence of Christ, even that we're like feeding on in that moment. It, it has the meaning that we bring to it. But then there are some other views that says, uh, you know, communion nourishes the soul. So let's throw it up for debate. Does communion nourish the soul? It depends what you mean by nourish the soul. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I mean, prayer nourishes the soul. Fellowship yeah. nourishes the soul. The word of God nourishes the soul. Church nourishes the soul. Worship nourishes yeah. the soul. Hang out. Mm -hmm. Craig nourishes my soul. Hang out. You nourishes my yes. soul. <clears throat> so, but hanging out with me is not the same as communion. That's true. I think there's... Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's when the church gathers yeah. and takes communion together, there's a it's almost like, um, you know, when somebody passes away, you're visited by 100 different people at mm -hmm. different times. Right. But at the funeral service, there's a moment of time when it, it becomes real. It becomes a, a powerful, moving moment in your life. Mm -hmm. Right. It's your formal time to say goodbye. Speeches are made. Yep. Uh, songs are sung. You know, uh, acknowledgments are given to the the power of this life that we're honoring. I think the same thing happens when we come to communion, but to a to an even higher degree. When the church gathers around, that bread and that juice uh, becomes, uh, it doesn't become something different in right. itself, but it takes on a meaning that wasn't there when it was in the bo Welch's bottle yes. and sitting in a box. Yeah. Right now, when you take it, you're, you, the church is bringing a meaning to it in a formal way yes. where we are acknowledging this is a moment for us together to remember what it took for us to, to have salvation. I think the more you do that, I think it does nourish your soul. So let me agree with you, but it's going to feel like I'm disagreeing. Okay. okay. I'm not there. I actually, I'm so I am agreeing with you. Okay. <clears throat> so you, you talked about how when... Yeah, like the juice and the bread. It was just juice and bread. It was Welch's and a loaf of sourdough. And now all of a sudden it has like this particular meaning. And I, I would actually contend in agreement with you, by the way, um, that that's the same with um, with prayer. They're just words. Yeah. But then when you put them together in a certain context, they take on deeper meaning. Word, the word of God. Like uh, all these words are just words until you actually understand they come together with a purpose mm -hmm. that is revealed by God, right? It's, it's from him. But this comes back to a scripture that I want to draw you to. So... Um, they devoted themselves, Acts 2.42, to the apostles' teaching, that's that's the word of God, mm. and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayers, okay? So, and we, we've talked about the breaking of bread is a love feast, and also in the middle of that feast, they would they would take a moment and they would remember, right? Yeah, These I, are things that, yeah, go ahead. But I don't think that passage is talking yeah. about communion. Oh, I don't. I think it's, well, it, so. Well, I think that's fellowshipping they, together. They ate together, yeah. right. Right, but in the in the process of their love feast, that's when they would actually stop and they and would celebrate like together, a communion. As they meant together. So it's primarily right. about the meal, perhaps, yeah. right? Yeah. But they're breaking bread. They're literally. breaking bread. Yes. yes. And, and in their gathering, they would stop and do communion as a part of their meal. Perhaps. Okay. I'm 99.8% sure. <laughs> that's right. Correct. Okay, good. That, I appreciate 99.8. That's that's high. You're telling me there's a high probability. <laughs> chance, so. high probability. But my point is that we we think about communion as a ordinance or sacrament, or, mm. right? And the reason we do that is because we're working back from Catholicism. Well, there are seven sacraments, but we only buy two, right? Well, not ordinances. Not necessarily because we're looking in scripture 
And scripture says, these are the two that you continue to do. Jesus said, go and baptize. That's the commission. Right. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, he says, you need to keep doing this. As often as you do this, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Yeah. I, I think rather than processing two ordinances, which I agree with communion and baptism, yeah. right? And I reject the other five ordinances as, or sacraments, if sure. you will. Right. Yeah. Um, I think a better way to process this is to say, uh, rather than we have two ordinances, um, we actually have weekly... Um, five, four things that, that are set apart when we do these things, they take a unique power because we're doing them mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. and all of them are pointing us in the same direction. And that is the apostles teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayers. These are so foundational. And I, the reason yeah. I'm putting communion in there is because I have a hard time breaking, taking communion, how we understand it out of this breaking of bread. I understand that it is a meal. Mm -hmm. uh, but there is something about this meal that is different than any other meal, right? Uh, there's a, something about this meal points us to the gospel and to Jesus Christ. And, right. and so it, it, it might be getting confusing here, but the idea here is simply that like it has power because there are certain things that God has designated in corporate worship mm -hmm. that have a unique power to them. And by the way, when he says prayers, like I think all, all music is worship. It's, 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 prayers. it's yeah. praying, mm -hmm. it's praying to melody, you know? Right. Um, all of these things have a unique power when we do them together. Yeah. And I, to me, that's why communion is so important is because yes. we're doing this together and it points us to Christ. Right. So, so I think of it less ordinance and I think of more, more as worship. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. And I, th I think that's super helpful. I think the thing that we're kind of circling around here is that the things have the meaning that we bring to them, mm -hmm. right? And we've been taught to bring this meaning to communion and communion just happens to be the the thing that specially like we bring mm -hmm. this this meaning to, right? Yep. And it just so happens to be the only thing, you know, Jesus's sacrifice for us uh, to cover our sins, to give us promise of heaven, of life with him, all of this, uh, that is like the most significant identity grounding thing about who we are. And so we come to communion, you know, you might do it monthly, you might do it bi-weekly, you know, you mm -hmm. might do it every week, but like you, we come to communion to remember where I, our identity is, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's also helpful to say, like communion does not have the spiritual benefit without us bringing the mm. meaning to it, right? There, nothing about the action is magical. It doesn't do anything yep. for us. It's the meaning that we bring to it. That that's, that's absolutely nourishing. true because if a believer takes communion, it means the world to them. Yeah. If an un unbeliever takes communion, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So it is what it's the meaning that we bring to the table. I yeah. Totally I think if the spirit of God is inside of you and you understand its purpose, yeah. it will, it will, it will have a yep. an unbelievable meaning. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Did we agree, by the way? 99.8%. I love it. There we go. There we go. I love it. Thank you. All right. Well, I, want, I appreciate you guys a ton. This is fun dialoguing over all this stuff. We have plenty more questions on communion and a million other subjects on Sermon Q&A.